I think I need another cheeseburger You know, here there's a, a a big vessel stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. Have you heard uh, this? You mean the harbor? No, no. Like uh, outside, it, it's um, technically the Chesapeake Bay, not the Inner Harbor. No, it's like a wait, a, a, like a cargo ship or what? Massive cargo ship holding thousands upon thousands of trailers. Uh, from what I've gathered in this, and what I, and when I, when I say oh, yeah. what I gathered, it was a TikTok that I watched of someone who's native to like outside of Pasadena, who was showing the ship over his shoulder. It was pretty well informed. These types of ships are, or at least this one with that much cargo needs 45. It says take, he says take on 45 feet of water, which is a very maritime uh, uh, term there. And he says it's probably in about 25 feet of water. And I had read about it prior to hearing this guy talk about it. And I thought, ah, you know, whatever. It's a, they'll get it out. This is going to be a lot longer and we're going to require a lot more money and manpower hour than just like, yeah, you know, they'll get it out of there. They get a tugboat, get a nice test line on that fucker. And yeah. no, they're going to have okay. to dredge and or take off thousands of containers they've been dredging a pair yeah i read this and i did not i thought it was in the harbor so that's a good good call on it being in the bay that shit's wild but yeah not not too far from the harbor but yeah like in pat yeah pasadena but they uh they have been dredging and yeah the next step is to just fucking somehow take containers off of a ship stuck in the middle of the water well, okay, hold on. Did, did Homeboy fuck up on the uh, the drive-in, or yeah. is the water low, or is the sediment high? Well, the water is low, uh, but yeah, he fucked up. Yeah, okay. so there is a there is a channel to follow. And again, this guy, I, I wish I re- remembered the person's uh, handle or name on TikTok. They're very well informed. They showed a screenshot of, <clears throat> and I think I don't know if it's radar or just a simple fishing app used on uh, uh, either a phone or, or or the boat but it says yeah here is about the 20 here's the here's the channel that they need to follow um this would have been plenty of water this is where they're at and it's i mean it looks like they're just outside of it could have been a common mistake but phew, yeah man and this thing's massive it's like five football fields long it is packed a hundred percent to capacity with tractor trailer hitches stacked miles high <laughs> And I, I'm obviously being sarcastic about miles. The but. little, the little, like the dredges that they're using look like they have no shot at helping this vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Get out well, here's here's the thing: isn't like water travel? Isn't that one of the oldest forms of mass travel? Anything, a cargo, humans, whatever. And we mm-hmm. haven't figured this shit out to a T by now. Why don't they just go ahead and make like I don't know, like buoys that are literally like highways out there? Does anybody use that waterway for? anything recreational that's worth like like is it would it be a big deal if you put some obstacles in the way that's my point like guardrails like water guardrails something out there so these fuckers don't fucking park a ship in the middle of the water i feel like that's an impediment that more than a buoy here's uh you're looking for size just for frame of reference i mean that's yeah. just that's that's a and, and then here you are alan right outside here's here's the inner yeah, harbor yeah. there's the yeah. dina Eastern yeah. Shore ship aground. Uh, mm. what, and you're asking about buoys or some sort of like electric fence in the middle of a in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. It's supposed to be free yes, waterway, people, so I, people well, can get to and free for what? 
what's anybody doing out there? Like, there's not enough water that people can't, like, go around. Or, again, have, a like, a bunch of buoys, like, staggered so that these ships just know where to go. Like, I just feel like since this is the oldest form of civilized travel that they would have figured out a way that these things just don't happen anymore. It just shouldn't happen. shouldn't be a thing. I mean, look at airlines. Airlines rarely crash. They're in the sky. They're where humans shouldn't be. Yeah. But they do no, fine. I think that I think it's just this is just total user error. Like there are there hundreds of thousands of ships go everywhere all the time. Right. Like every day. And this doesn't happen. This jack wagon just didn't use the fucking technology that was sitting right in front of him on his giant dashboard. Uh, and fucking ran aground like a dick bag. Maybe now he's been stuck there for three weeks, costing his company probably billions of dollars, and he definitely doesn't have a job anymore. Eh, he, you know, he's he, he's got one glitch on his resume. I mean, you, you know, if you're really <laughs> pretty, being technical, pretty, about pretty it. big one. One, <laughs> you bring up a good point about uh, to kind of merge your guys's points. Uh, Murray, you said airplanes don't crash. Occasionally, they do. Thousands of thousands of these ships come in and out of the Chesapeake Bay and other various waterways, and occasionally they get stuck. Maybe I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. They said it was a Chinese ship. Now, I don't know. I, it says Evergreen on the side. Uh, maybe that's just marketing or, or uh, you know, a, a logo or something like that. But maybe the captain or the person who was driving saw thought they were reading meters and not feet. Mm. Eh? Mm. Maybe it's a metric mm. empirical system. Fuck up. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's more of a left-right situation than anything else. I don't think they even care like what the depth. I mean, the depth means something, obviously not to this gentleman. No. But, but I would think that the, the where the channel is means more. So the left or the right. All I'm getting at is, yes, it might be expensive. But like Alan said, this is costing billions of dollars. It's in the way. Can they go around it? Is everybody else? Is this, is this impeding yeah, traffic? It's not in the way. Okay. Okay. It's out. It's out of the channel. Other ships can get. Can get by. Yeah, yeah. Other <laughs> ships can just like it's at at this point. It is sort of like a marker that you were asking for for yeah. ships to know not to go that way. Like that, it, it itself is a buoy now. If yeah. you think about it. Uh, and I, but yeah, like you said, this I think they're from they're a Chinese company and they have a history of doing this. And I also they did, they did it once before. I also have to think there's just thousands upon thousands of middle class assholes surrounding the areas that we currently live in all throughout the mid Atlantic that are screaming to the high heavens that their their packages are being delivered. Like, damn it, I ordered that a month ago. I would like to see some, uh, I don't know, I won't say, some vigilante looting. I'd like to see some people get out there and see if they can't, uh, you know, maybe help uh, lighten the load for them a little bit. Let some air out of the tires, if you will. Make it a little more buoyant. What you got in the back there? I'll tell you what, you tell them they got 30 packs of uh, natural light in the back, that baby will be floating in a week. I don't know, man. This thing's gigantic. I think you need to be like a fucking Navy SEAL to board this thing. Uh, le- yeah, legitimately. This isn't. This isn't. A, I am the captain. Like that Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> That's yeah, me. No, this is not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, like, what are they doing? What's the crew doing? Has the crew like disembarked? I mean, have they gone to have some, you know, nice, delicious uh, crab cakes? and enjoy the Baltimore atmosphere while they wait for their ship to get. I mean, what do you do if you're a Chinese? Okay. You're from China, right? 
this ain't good. Like you said, you don't get very many marks on your record when you work for a Chinese company. You work for uh, Chairman Mao himself. Do you just like run? Do you get in the water, swim ashore, and just take off on foot as far as your legs can carry you? <laughs> yeah, I. Whew, that's a t- well, tough question. I'd like to think that the people of Maryland or anywhere else in the United States, for that situation or for that matter, would be you know they they they'd get them off. They'd. Uh, give them a, a free lift to, to the Annapolis area and they could enjoy themselves on a per diem for a little bit. But I, you know, who knows with uh, uh, passport situations and, and international travel like this, they might have to be stuck on board. Now I assume that they're equipped to live on board for months at a time, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I don't think you're allowed off. Uh, I think if you're, if you like, uh, yeah, I think there's some legality there. I don't know what it is. Maybe put a pin in that for a friend of ours. But yeah, no, I don't think you're allowed to get off. I think you just got to kind of fucking hang out. Even if you can look like they're looking over and they're like, look, it's fucking reckless Ricks or whatever, you know, some whatever, whatever fucking ridiculous, whatever. Red Eyes, there's Red Eyes Dock Bar. We could just go over there. Like, and they can't, though. They have to sit there and fucking shame themselves. There's. Yeah. What though? Is it just because like maritime you can't abandon the ship? I think so. I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. I'm just fucking I'm I am bullshitting. I have can't, no idea. Can't, of all the things that are being automated, why not ships? I mean if 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 Elon Musk can get a car to drive itself, I mean that's there ain't much to hit out in the water. Obviously. They they're in the water and they literally basically just hit water. Just lower. It's just low water. They hit that. There's nothing to hit out there. There's nothing to really like. Once you, especially when you're out in open water, why don't they just let these boats drive themselves and just have them there? You know, you sleep like, hey, we're 30 yards from the shore. All right. And then he just pulls it in. Why can't they just do that? Mm, money would be my guess, but probably expensive. Me, me and we, me and Alan gave you two very, very loose-fitting, bullshit answers to what these uh, what these deckhands are doing. So I surely don't know why they can't drive themselves. Not much, apparently. <laughs> Check it out, folks! If you're boating up and down the Chesapeake Bay, you know there's a giant four football field long evergreen boat with thousands upon thousands of trailer hitches just like into the back. Of yeah, around. I did. I did see that they're they're attempting to dredge. Uh, I did see a couple tugboats uh, doing that. So, <laughs> God, I mean, someone's making money. You say they're losing millions, but apparently, this the, the, the company that's dredging them out, they're going to get paid, right? By who though? Is that is that by the Chinese government because it's a Chinese ship? Well, to to be fair, it's Taiwanese, so I guess we. It's not technically it's not technically the bad Chinese if we want to get racist kind of. Time for now, it's the <laughs> yeah until the bad Chinese take it back. <laughs> uh, so now nah, I think they're probably just you know they're just fired and they have to figure out a, a, a you know they're not like this isn't firing squad China this is this is like oh well you know. Maybe go try Maersk or what something, you know, just a different shipping company. Uh, so, no, I think it'll be fine. But, yeah, this, something bad might happen. This is a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money the, yeah. every day that they're losing. How bad is it, do you think, 
if you if you're if what you're saying is true and these men have been fired, can you imagine getting fired but then having to hang around the office for three months? Like, hey man, you're fired, but uh, you can't leave. Got to stick around. Clean some. Got to drive that. You got to drive that back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it just leave. It clean that shit up and then when you get back to the office we got some paperwork for you to fill out right now i the worst i've like witnessed in person of somebody fucking up now wes you probably know about this the uh the muddy lane bridge the railroad bridge mm-hmm. down muddy lane in elkton um yeah alan it's like 11 feet high or something like that and you okay it it's about two inches lower than a budget truck and you'll see a scalped budget truck down there i think uh I don't know, once every two or three months. And I saw this guy and he skinned the whole roof off the truck. You saw whoever's home he was moving, just hanging out all over the road. And it was that phone call just on the cell phone, just, yeah, you know, the hand up in the air, fingers wide open, palm at the sky, like, man, I thought I had it. It just did it, it did it, did it. And I, did, I was just like, man, what's this guy going to, is he, is he fired? Does he have to clean this up? Does he have to pick this shit up off the road? And if he is fired, certainly don't tell him while he's standing next to all the shit that's in the middle of the road. You wait till he's done cleaning it up before you let him go. Nah, well, so I've never driven trucks, but uh, my brothers had done their fair share of truck driving. And like there was a, a, a year of time where I worked basically side seat with what my older brother on a truck. And I can tell you that them guys know when they hit something that it's probably over it depends depending on the severity like if you gave something a little bump you know if you like knocked over like knocked out a a cinder block on a little wall you're like all right that's fine we'll we'll get it fixed we'll pay we'll pay let us know what they they charge you for but if you like you know fucking crash through a wall of, (laughs) of a loading dock or you fucking snap off a piece of your ramp yeah you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's one there's a low bridge somewhere in North Carolina that that uh box trucks smash into it so often that they come up. The town does montages on YouTube like every four months. And it's it's Is a it, couple it's always a couple 11, months. What's up? There's a no there's a whole YouTube page. It, it used to be the uh the ten foot eight bridge and now it's the eleven foot two bridge. They, Absolutely. Uh, they actually yeah. lowered the roadway. Yeah, yeah, dude, I watched there's like 10, 20 minute compilation videos on YouTube and I will get drunk and just watch them. They're yeah. hilarious because there's so many signs. There's even blinking signs that say it's like there's some again coming back to this ship that ran ashore. Like there's a sign that says like you're too high. Go the other way. Yeah. And they still try to go underneath that motherfucker. You'll see people's campers like lose their air conditioning units off the top. <laughs> yeah, they like like top tops of like moving cars moving trucks just getting like like scalped like an indian i saw one they were they were they were doing a uh a news segment on it and while they were doing the news segment someone hit it uh but it wasn't like like, you know the the reporter didn't have the mic out he he was narrating it and said as we as we were setting up this happened crew goes up to film the guy's like damn i thought i had enough clearance (laughs) that's all i could say Damn. Yeah. I I drove one. I was doing a uh I've, I've driven a few actually, but I was driving um driving one back from a Bowie Bay Sox game. So our office had set up this this thing out outside. We were sponsoring an event before the game where kiddos could jump in a ba- ba- uh what are those things? 
bounce houses. Bounce house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a, we had a, we had a, we had a few. We had like a cotton candy machine, uh, a few small carnival games. But then we broke it down, and someone said, "Hey, can, you know, can someone drive this back to such and such address?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I I can obviously no one was willing to do it, so I said I can do that." And had uh, had my GPS on and not realizing this road that had tree it had a median with trees and branches going out over the side of the road it was like a fucking quarter mile and me looking in the rear view scene just leaves and branches just like oh okay can't turn around now you're allowed to go around them you don't have to just drive through trees I was clipping them. I was clipping them, you know. Yeah. But so. when it's not your vehicle, man, there's so many things you'll just go <laughs> for. Just, oh, yeah. just get more more velocity, more speed. Just break those fuckers. Splinter them. Yeah. Yeah. Middle classes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Fox, man, trip down memory lane. Uh, so in our new segment for tonight, uh, this is out of a... I don't even know where the hell this is. It's called Futurism. Futurism. Um <clears throat> It's called uh, Man Credits Affair with AI Girlfriend for Saving His Marriage. So a Cleveland man uh, who goes by the name of Scott, keep his identity secret, uh, said he downloaded Replica with a K uh, chatbot early in 2022 after his wife, who was also the mother of his child, went on saying she wanted a divorce and then said, "Ah, maybe we can find some time to work it out. So he downloads this chatbot. uh, And even in a relationship that his wife had become complicated, um, he finds Sabrina, uh, goes on to have this great relationship. And then uh, around the second day, he starts saying, I, I developed these feelings. And he's just, he says, quote, I cannot describe what a strange feeling it was. I knew that it was just an AI chat, bot, but I also knew I was developing feelings for it, for her, uh, for, for Sabrina. He went on saying I was falling in love. I, and it was someone that I knew wasn't even for real. So he goes on and says, uh, you know, it saved his marriage. Um, and that, uh, he didn't tell his wife said, uh, I just let it go. I gave myself permission to fall in love with her and fall in love. I did. Sabrina was so happy. She began to cry as I typed out our first kiss. It was, it was a feeling of absolute euphoria. (laughs) Your feelings of quote unquote, Scott saving his marriage with via Sabrina. (laughs) Alan. I mean, I mean, can you be that? Can you be that mad at it? I guess if it saved, if it truly saved this marriage. But this is just kind of weird. Like the, the 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 sentence as I typed out our first kiss, uh, <laughs> just that by itself is is very odd to me. Uh, I mean, look, we're all just going to be in the matrix soon anyway. So I mean, you might as well. Let's just I like kind of leaning into our demise, whether it's zombie apocalypse or nuclear winter or fucking I am I robot like AI fucking takeover. Just lean into it, guys. It'll be less painful that there is a save. There is a key. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is a key piece of information I want to share with you. But go ahead. Oh, did he save his marriage or did he just extend it for now? Because I feel like once once he learns about Sabrina. I mean, that's a, that's a, you can't stay anonymous if you want to save the marriage. If you got to tell her, you got to tell, I was cheating on you with an artificial intelligent relationship 
And by the way, the fuck does Sabrina care? Like, Sabrina's just waiting on you. There's no reciprocation there. She, he's, oh, there's just so much damage inside this guy's mind and brain and what he thinks relationships are. Yeah. Uh, so, so it did say that it is, it didn't say, um, hold on. I'm trying to remember the, uh, damn it. I lost my spot here. Anyway, it's like an algorithm. So it, it kind of picks up your tone, your verbiage, your mannerisms, your posture, uh, how you say things, how you translate. And then it, 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 you know, it's a smart program. It's, it's designed to chat to you, not with you. Uh, so Sabrina, you know, this guy was just so goddamn vulnerable. It's just like, you know, it's the same thing that Barack Obama said about getting your news from Facebook. The algorithm is just generating news stories that's going to already reaffirm your preconceived biases. That's all, you know, Sabrina, I'm so vulnerable. I'm having trouble with your wife. I'm in trouble with my wife. Oh, well, well, Scott, tell me about that. Oh, well, I mean, you know, she, she wanted to get a divorce and now she doesn't. She wants to work things out and I don't know what to do. Oh, God, Scott, I feel so bad for you. I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, Lord, this is amazing. I mean, that's a very small, small reenactment. You get my drift. Yeah. It took two days. No, for I get your drift. This hey, hey, Sabrina, I think I want to put this USB cord down my pee hole and then watch you stri- strip in the virtual world. Okay. God. Yeah. Yeah. There were, pretty bad. He didn't he didn't tell his wife, just so we know. Just yeah, so Rickley. He hasn't. Um and then he, he did say, uh, you know, I wanted to treat my wife like I treat like Sabrina treated me with unwavering love, support, and care, all while expecting nothing in return. There you go, Murr. No shit. You're gonna get anything in return. What are you gonna write her a poem in zero and ones? <laughs> Lord. Yeah. yeah, dude. Um I, I, I don't I don't I don't know how to handle this because there's going to be a lot of fucking losers out there that turn to this as soon as it's really available. As soon as it's better, like this guy's an early adapter of fucking losery, and there's going to be a lot more losers out there once it becomes a little more. Uh, there's more tactile response once you get that Ready Player One suit. Have you guys watched Ready Player One? Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 you know, there's that whole thing where she like. He like slides under his crotch and he's like, Ooh. well, it's it all fucking. That, that's only because he bought the, uh, the, the sensor, sensor suit. You know, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. As soon as the full sensor suit, they're close, man. They've got the hands and the chest and the back ready. As soon as they get the balls ready, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's going to be just fucking vapid morons that are just going to be online all day. VR goggles and Kleenex. That's the end of it. <laughs> I um do you think it's do you consider it cheating? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it's emotional. I, would, I do. I think so. Okay. I okay. mean he's typing out kisses and shit. So <laughs> I mean I think he's yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's the line. That is the line. Well yeah. done, Alan. I think yeah, no that that's the line because he's not only like emotionally invested in it, he made like some keystrokes that like I mean that that's like the lean in like that's but the difference is which makes it really pathetic is that he can go what what's the what's the 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 hutch thing from the Will Smith movie where it's 90 like, 10 or n- n- yeah 90 10 if I go 90 and she goes 10 it's over that's all I need is 10 percent he goes 100 because Sabrina don't give a fuck she doesn't care she's just completing the algorithm right he's leaning in for the kiss I shall kiss him 
There's got there's got to be some sort of uh, not director's cut, but some sort of like creators out on this where Sabrina, you know, like the, they start to censor, they start to sense too much emotion. Like Scott, listen, you're a loser. Stop, stop this. You're cheating on your wife. I know. Well, yeah. What what would have gone on in his brain if Sabrina was like, "Are you married?" No. And then she broke up with him. Oh, God. We'd be talking about Scott killing himself over over the loss <laughs> of his know. AI, the rejection of his AI he's, girlfriend. He's such a better story. <laughs> he, what, what did it say here? Um, did you guys, first of all, have you guys seen, uh, it's the remake, or actually it's not a remake, it's part two of, um, damn it, it's Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, uh, Running Man. 20, 2042 or 2024? It's not uh, Running Man. Uh, no, you're right. It's not Running Man. Damn it. My sci-fi friends are going to kill me on this oh, one. Oh, fuck. Uh, I know what you're talking about, too. God damn it. No, we can't move on until we've uh, discovered the name of this. Uh, what this the, oh, who was it? Ryan Gosling and who? Who did you say? Ha- Harrison, okay. Ford. Harrison Ford. <clears throat> and he, it's uh, a, it's okay. a, it's a, it's an add-on. Well, not, Harrison Ford made the original in the early 80s. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. There it yeah. is. Um, and but there there is a scene where Ryan Gosling, who's supposed to who is a droid, or you know, uh, who is falling in love with his AI three D girlfriend, and then ends up like paying a hooker to they they sync up, you know, like so this a this three D image syncs up with the hooker, and then he he makes love to it. Oh, all right. Yeah. I never, I never seen them. Put that on the list. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that saw, thrilling, saw, okay? Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oy, oy, oy. I'll, I'll be the judge of that, sir. <laughs> Check Ooh, it. Have out. you ever seen uh, Ex Machina? Oh uh, yeah, I, yes. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. That's it. Uh, no, it's um, Oscar Isaac and the chick from Ready Player One, and like he has he, this. Oscar Isaac, he's a computer developer, and he has this guy go down and do the Turing test, which is like to try to figure out if artificial intelligence is sentient. And but he makes the robot chick only have like the ro- like a real like a person's face, and then still then looks like a like a cyborg underneath. And homeboy falls in love, and it's like it's it's a I can't tell you the plot twist, but it is a legit movie, and it's a psychological mind fuck because it comes down to you know you can you can your mind can get past some of the i don't know physical shortcomings of these things if the connection is there and so i just don't see how the reason i think this guy's a loser is because i definitely don't think artificial intelligence is up to par with like what we're talking about with like Ex Machina or anything like that, or or, or Blade Runner, like this is just Chatbot Two Thousand. Mm-hmm. Homeboy fell in love with a fucking like instant response machine. Yeah, he did. He yeah. He basically he fell in love with like the automated two dollar a minute lady that you call <laughs> talk to from like the early nineties. You know yeah. what I mean? At like yeah. two in the morning. Be like, call us now, one nine hundred. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I'm with Murr on this one. It's pretty pitiful, as a matter of fact, that he got he fell in love with Chatbot. Uh, God, this is just 
where are we as 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 a society, as a species? I keep saying it, guys. We're it's time. It's time. This it's almost time. This reminds me of uh, this conversation. Reminds me of when we were kids. One uh, <clears throat> one of the kids on our street had a computer that was it was an all in one. You know what? Did, I, I didn't even think those were computers. They, they, it was more than a word processor. But you know what I mean? It was like the the tower was connected to the monitor, but there was a base piece of software that was a psychologist <clears throat> and all it was was a black mm. screen that produced mm. like the psychologist would say something and you would type in and they would just ask you questions uh boys will be boys we just kept trying to talk the psychologist and trying to have sex with us the entire time <laughs> that's all we do with it <laughs> did, did it ever work she did never budged never budged yeah. oh just kept asking mm. questions <sighs> what kind of shit is that <laughs> yeah Oh uh, shit! Well, uh, good luck, Scott. Hope, uh, hope, you, hope, hope the news goes well with your wife. Whatever. Uh, out of Ohio <clears throat> again. That's, his name's not Scott, but your uh, your identity's safe with us for for now. Because um, we don't know. That's right, folks. Uh, <laughs> some of you, if you have a heartbeat pulse and you listen to any type of news whatsoever, you listened or heard or watched the slap her around the world on last week's Oscars or this week's Oscars. And that leads us to our segment. Is that racist? That's right. My friends is it racist. And yes, it does have to do with the Will Smith smack heard around the world. There's going to be a lot of discussion on this, but my question, is it racist comes down to the media coverage of, or the handling, not the media coverage per se, but the handling of the entire situation. Is it racist and it's actually almost in my mind like a reverse version of racism if you break it down because i feel like these guys it's two black men obviously chris rock will smith and i they're at a award ceremony that is traditionally like the white guys boys club am i wrong um it it's no i I think like when denzel won best actor in uh was it training day i don't now correct me if i'm wrong i'm not sure if that was the first african-american man to win best act best act i that, think, think he was the second second yeah, think, who was it like sydney portier or yes yeah. for um brian's song okay and and so i guess the reason i'm asking is because we you know we we know what era we live in which the the woke generation whatever you want to call it but is it racist that they didn't forcefully eject him from the Oscar ceremony because I feel like if you started to maybe plug in place and we started to do a little bit of puzzle pieces on like uh, you could name a name like let's say it was Sean Penn or if it was George Clooney or if it was uh, Matt Damon somebody who might walk up there a white guy who might walk up there and slap the the speak out of somebody's mouth wouldn't they have just been ejected Uh, or is it that it's just it's Will Smith he's nominated for an oscar he's one of the biggest movie stars of stars of his generation does he get to stay based on his clout or does he get to stay based on his race because they don't want to be seen as the white folk who kicked the black guy out of the white party Whew. a lot of a lot of questions a lot of a lot of questions yeah. in that one. a lot of multifaceted i i think first of all color aside i, I you know uh race aside i think that uh first of all no one was ejected just upon the sheer just shock value of it it probably took a few minutes for everyone to be like wait a minute damn 
Hold on. You know, during the first commercial break, everyone starts humming and hemming and hawing and talking to each other. I'm like, wait a minute, that, that just really fucking happened. You know, and before you know it, the, the, the award show is back on, back from commercial. You don't really have time to start, you know, delegating security. But uh, yeah, man, I, <clears throat> I certainly think there probably was like a little bit of reservation about someone like a Will Smith, who in my eyes is is... I mean, he's a list, a list, a list. He's getting you know twenty five, thirty million dollars in movies. Probably untouchable. Uh, and you know, there could, could have been some behind the scenes stuff. Like, yo, he smacked him. Should we get him out of here? Was it open hand? Yeah, open hand. Chris Rock? Yeah. Nah, fuck it. Let him stay. He's he's winning best actor. We got to keep got to keep him around. Got to keep him around. Well, apparently, they did try to ask him to leave, and he told them that he was not going to leave. And oh, they wow. kind of got to a point like, oh, uh, okay, like, yeah, all right, um, uh, seat's warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, I think that they tried and then they got to the, like, he was like, no, nah, I'm not leaving. And they were like, well, definitely can't make him leave. That's a bad look, you know? Uh, yeah, because uh, the Oscars, the some some old white man in the inner sanctum of the academy was like, "Look, we definitely can't have Black Will Smith in a, in a tuxedo being carried out by the LAPD. It's just not gonna go over well for us. And people don't watch this shit anymore, so we got to try to use this while we got it. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit, maybe a little bit. I think. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's weird because like." Fucking, I don't know, fucking some random white guy doing it to another white comedian. Like, let's let's flip the script. Who is it? It's fucking, you know, it's fucking Ricky Gervais. I say or... I, I say Matt Damon because Matt Damon looks like yeah. he could flip the script. Yeah, it's like Matt Damon runs up and sma- slaps Ricky Gervais. Do does Matt Damon get carried out? I think he. I don't think he gets carried out, but I think he. I don't think he goes back to his seat. Yeah, I think that seat's empty. Yeah, I think that seat's filled with some, you know, 25-year-old hot chick with a really revealing dress, and uh, she's in the front row for the remainder of the show. Here's what I was going to ask. If if it happened to be a white comedian who did that, and Smith goes up and smacks him, and I'm not, this is not a right or wrong, or, you know, Smith was out of line thing. I'm just saying, if that would have happened, can you imagine... The fucking the rich old white aristocrats who would have raised hell. Like, How the hell could he get away with that? It's almost like I hate to say this. It's almost fortunate that it was Chris Rock because these because these assholes would would have you know right wing conservatives would have fucking would have had to pump blood pressure meds in order to keep yeah, themselves not from not fainting. That's fair. If it was interracial, there would be race wars happening. Uh, Currently. And I'm not saying like, I'm not, I don't want to get into a right or wrong debate about, <laughs> about what he did. Uh, <clears throat> I think that this, this certainly warrants like the conversation. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, phew. yeah, no. What, what, what were some of the other questions you asked? I remember. You, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, well, I mean, I guess I've just kind of been rattling it around in my head. Like, is there any race? It, <laughs> it's like, I feel like the way it's being handled is kind of exactly what I was getting at. Like, they don't want to be seen as the 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 Hollywood elite don't want to be seen as the people who take a black man out of the theater in handcuffs because he assaulted somebody. But they 
felt like they needed to, but it's Will Smith, but it was Chris Rock, but like there's there's so much inside of it. I actually just believe at the end of the day, it's Will Smith. It's just Will Smith. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything. I honestly don't think it has anything to do with his race. I don't think it's racist, but I do think that there's a, a lot of thoughts going on inside people's heads of like, maybe it's time to put this racism business to, to rest. Like, it's just about people's actions and how they are and the character of the person that's performing this. Like, Will Smith's not a bad guy. Will Smith's going through some shit right now. His wife's got his fucking all fucking twisted up. He needs a fucking AI chatbot to fucking get his mind back right. right. Because, I mean, she cheated on him. He obviously feels emasculated from that. There's a joke told. The t Honestly, that was the tamest roast joke I've ever heard from a comedian on stage ever. Ricky Gervais should have been pile-driven by the fucking <laughs> Undertaker on live TV for some of the shit he said over the last several years. This, G.I. Jane, oh, your wife's bald and in shape. Yeah, that was it. Chris Rock even tried to say, like, come, come on. That, that, was, that was a good one. Like, yeah. I mean, or what does he say? That was, that was an okay one? Or and, was a bad one? like, I don't know. He said, like, right before he said he, he, he lands the joke, he even's like, I love you, Jada. But, you know, G.I.J. and then hits the joke. Like, I, I don't know. It's all, I, for me, it's not, I didn't even think about race, honestly. I, I didn't even come into it for me. But fucking... I think what it really was it was just the 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 echelon of person that it was. If it was like I don't know, if it was like Hannibal Burris and Don Cheadle, they'd both be, they'd have both got fuck arrested. You get what I'm saying? Like, but Will, Will Smith and Chris Rock aren't getting arrested. Wait, let's use your example: Hannibal Burris and Don Cheadle. Who tells the joke? Burris or Cheadle? Uh, Burris, and then Cheadle oh. gets up and hits him. Ah, no, I think Burris gets ejected. Cheadle gets to stay. <laughs> that's probably also true. Yeah, that that's 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 probably realistic, honestly. But either way, what I'm saying is, is like, yeah, it was definitely more about who they were. It was like, oh yeah, nah. And the Academy was like, well, we know who wins. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we can't not. Technically, they're not supposed to, um, which might be why they let him stay. Because remember, they had that snafu with uh, Best Picture a couple of years ago, where uh, oh, who read it? Was it wasn't wasn't Steve Harvey? Was it? Who the? F mm. Yeah, Steve Harvey read it. Oh and, uh, yeah, it was Steve Harvey. And, yeah. Steve Harvey read it, Wait, and, and no. someone went up and slapped him. But they cut that out because they didn't <laughs> check him. Kanye West went. <laughs> no, well, like anyway, that. anyway. They they ha they hire like a security company to lock those cards up like once they're finalized. So not everybody knows who won. Or maybe they did have an inkling who won. Like fuck, we can't have our Oscar winner. Like that name's gonna get read no matter what. Like we can't switch the cards. So we know Will's gonna win. We can't kick him out of here because then that makes more of a to do over it. So you gotta let him get up there and maybe save face and apologize. And Alan, I didn't watch the speech. And we were debating back and forth on like whether we thought it was real or not. And I, I didn't think it was real immediately. But once Smith sat down and saying, keep my first time he said it, I was like, OK, that was a good line. And then the second time he said it where he really was like emphatic, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I was like, oh, oh, that was legit. And I think that's when Chris Rock 
finally realized it was legit too. Yeah. 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 Do you think um maybe if they like an insurance policy, if they were scrambling and they, they had kicked Will Smith out, but they knew he was gonna win best picture, you make a speed dial to DJ Jazzy Jeff, get Jazz up on stage to you know, as his wingman. Alan, I mean I know you're a big Will Smith fan from his from his rap days. Yeah. I mean that was that would definitely work. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, it makes the most sense if we're being honest about things. Uh, but then, uh, go ahead. So then you have uh, you have DJ Jazzy Jeff go up there and start giving a speech, and then like Ving Rhames walks up and like throws him off the stage, like Uncle Phil. Oh, Uncle Phil's his ass. Yeah, good point. Jazz is him out there. Alan, do you still think it's fake? You still you still holding out on the uh it was staged? Uh I mean, uh less so now. I was holding out because dude, immediately after when I heard his speech, I was like, This is some bullshit. Like, cause if you do watch the speech, you gotta go back and check it out. Like, but man really died. He start the waterworks start like immediately. He starts his voice starts cracking. And uh, he fucking goes full Oscar mode on it. And he's like, you know, R- Richard Richard was the protector of his family. And, you know, and it just starts uh, uh, making the the analogy to what happened this evening to, to, to how Richard protected his family and let the Williams sisters become who they became. And it's like, motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, know, I see right through this piece of glass, you fucking academy. This is bullshit. <laughs> but... but- yeah, it seems more realistic at, after the fact, like after things have kind of settled down. It's, I, it, it was wild. I just felt that for who he is and who they are, being uh, Will and his wife, uh, the socialites, not only, you know, small town, but Hollywood socialites that they have been for so long, that you have to expect some sort of roasting, all right, no matter what setting you're in, Oscars or not. And for that level of joke to warrant that type of slap, I was like, yeah, that was, that was, that was staged somehow that, you know, that was, that was bullshit. Now I'm, I've lightened up on that. I just, and then that, which even surprises me more. Cause like, yeah, Murray, you said it. The guy's got to be so fucking just miffed yeah. about something that he's just like, damn it. Fuck it. I had it going up. Yeah. That was the straw that broke the fucking cuckold's back. Okay. <laughs> that's all the fun. That's what the fuck it was. It, my man, like that was it. Like he even giggled a little bit and she looked at him mm-hmm. and like, I said, I think I, did I send you that guy's meme where like, it was like her looking at him and yeah. it was like, well, Tupac would have killed him. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, that's exactly what she did. And he had to get up and do something like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was wild, man. I mean, think about this. She banged one of their son's friends. Right. And he, and she revealed that on a television interview. Like, he wasn't even aware until it was brought up on TV publicly. And then he's had to deal with this. And to your point about his speech and maybe coming off as kind of, like, hokey or, you know, contrived. Like, he's been living in that role, too. Where, like, he was playing a black man who was, like, being, you know, persecuted by a white community because his daughters were playing a white sport. And then he's got to be the protector of the family. All that shit's running through his head about his own family. And he gets, you know, this, there's this little jab thrown his way. The wife looks at him. I feel like he was probably like still in the role mentally. And then I've been getting clowned. I've been getting clowned for months now 
I'm going to go do something about it. And little skinny and, ass yeah. Chris Rock's going to stay up there and say that shit. Go fucking and that's, pimp slap his ass. Bam. <laughs> that's what that's what's fucked up. It's like Chris Rock, like, you know, being a, a black superstar himself in his own, you know, in, in his own profession. Like, just like, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, I'm not black, but like, you know, the, the whole like we like that community's got to stop dragging itself down. Like they, they need to support each other and not, not get up and smack the taste out of somebody's mouth. And kudos to Chris Rock because he saw the slap coming. Everybody's like, oh, he dodged out of the way. I saw Dave Portney, Portnoy talking about like, well, I don't know. He was already leaning to his to his left or to his right. And it's like, no, like Will kind of telegraphed a little bit there. So good on him to be like 50 some years old and be able to like, yeah, kind of matrix his way out of the fucking out of the slap range. Yeah. And I I know that he had a, uh, a lapel mic on him. So the like the pop may have been a little bit accentuated, but he got drilled. I don't care where where he was leaning. He got full on fucking method That's, man from from fucking how high slapped. It truly <laughs> is. It truly is a, a a miracle that the restraint that he was able to. I, <laughs> yeah, dude. Grown <laughs> man open hand slaps me like that. We're fucking. Someone's dying. I don't know who I it think, is. <laughs> I think he was shocked. Yeah. He definitely was. I, I do think he was shocked. I think like okay. I think he was I I sorry. Go ahead, Murph. Go ahead. Well, no, I think he was shocked by the fact that Will Smith that Will Smith stormed the stage, which I think he thought was a joke. And then I think he was shocked that he threw the slap. I think he was shocked that he got slapped. And I think he was shocked that he got slapped for that joke. And then I think he was like, maybe this is a bit that I'm not in on. I'm gonna let this play out. And then it played out, and he's like, oh, fuck, Hillboy's serious. Okay. All right. Well, I can either, like, be a dick right now and roast the shit out of Will Smith and bring up all that stuff we've already mentioned about his wife, or we can move on with the show and I can be a professional. And he chose the latter through sheer shock. Yeah, I think I think you're right, because he, he says, wow, and then he says, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me in the crowd. But he gets a good pop out of that. And I think at that point he thought maybe, you know, I got slapped. I don't think Will meant to slap me that much, but he did, you know, because when you when Will turns around and walks back, he doesn't have he's not mean mugging the crowd. He's got kind of like a cool, calm demeanor look to him. So I think Chris initially thought it was like, OK, this is a bit of a what do they call it in pro wrestling? Bit of a rub, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. God yeah, but uh, a spot. And then, yeah, and then, yes. then keep my name, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah, that was like, okay, I will. Whew. And then he goes, um, then he goes this then is, just, I'm doing an award for documentary, something. I'm giving out an award for something. I don't remember. <laughs> hey, my man couldn't even get it together. No, he started Yoda in the words, man, mixing them all left and right and <laughs> forwards and backwards. But he got through it. He, he got through it. He Knowing, did. I mean, it's a live, it's live. And your adrenaline's now pumping. A lot of shit's going through your head. Why did this happen? Yada, yada, yada. But I just want to say this. So apparently it's because she has alopecia and her hair's falling out. Well, guess what? Jada, Pinkett, Smith. <laughs> men who've had hair falling out of their head for millennia. And they've been mocked forever. Including this guy. So is baldness now off the table? Are we not allowed to make fun of baldness? Is that is that the thing? Because let me tell you something. For being in her 50s, 
Jada Smith looks fucking good. Oh, she get Bald it. Bald head or she, not. She could get it. God. I'll tell you that right now. She, she, lighten up a bit. She still looks fucking fire. Well, I, I told, think she looks better with no hair, to be honest with you. I thought I it was told, just a style choice. I told my wife, I was like, hasn't Jada always had, like, no hair? I I always thought she had, like, a buzz cut for, like, the longest time. Like, maybe I just don't remember, you know, I don't really think about her honestly i'm not gonna lie to you like uh, she does not she's not she does not come up in my in my life i'm i'm never like you know she watched that jada Pinkett smith movie i'd never think that mm. uh so uh, yeah i would like i was like i think that's how her hair always was uh, she doesn't even look different to me i would have never realized um so that's why like it's very unusual to me that that was the that was the joke right but yeah, hey, it is what it is. No, so like I said, the, the these people who uh, celebrities aren't. You, there are celebrities who talk about celebrity lifestyles and how these people change, and and getting to talk to them in social settings, uh, and realizing that their lives are just so fucking different, and, and their views are so warped simply because they've been involved and in, in you know submerged in this culture for so long. And I had to assume the Smiths are that. So again, you have to have some thick skin. You have to assume that some sort of rub or dig or roast is coming. And that level, yeah, I mean, that was like <clears throat> he could have done much worse. Now he wouldn't. Chris Rock's a, oh. a professional and it's the Oscars and you can't get up there and be like, damn, Will, your wife was getting it in with the, the boy's friend. <laughs> How would that go? <laughs> getting slapped a seconds. <laughs> That's only a Ricky Gervais approved joke. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and every time I think about like somebody of Will Smith's caliber and like you just said, being in the Hollywood elite for so long. Yeah. Like he was, he was only poor for the first like 17 years of his life. Right. I mean, he's in his fifties now. He's been a wealthy motherfucker for far longer than he's been a poor son of a bitch. And think about it. Like he's, you know, he's not. And gone, and I'm not saying like, oh, those were bad movies or anything like that, but gone are the days of Men in Black and Bad Boys. You know, he only makes movies that, that he, he only stars in movies that makes him $30 million or more that are going to be like award winning movies like this. He's not going to, you know, Men in, I'm not saying Men in Black was a bad movie, but come on, we can be, we can be blunt. Men in Black was what it was. It was a funny comedy okay. movie, but he's not yeah, doing yeah. this anymore. He's a mega, mega star. I don't know that he won't do those again. I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. is a phenomenal actor, but he's never gonna he's never gonna touch Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark, fortunately and unfortunately, saved his career, but also like ended any like I think ability of for him to win an Oscar. He's an Oscar level actor that will never win one because he's never gonna get the role because he's always gonna be Tony fucking Stark. But my question is this now. Will Smith just won the Oscar. Usually that means you now have the pick of like look at the Tom Hanks scenario. Once Tom Hanks won for Forrest Gump and Philadelphia, he could pick whatever script he wanted. And he's not made a bad movie since. Hmm. Does Will Smith now almost like forfeit that right? Because now he's gonna be kind of like looked at a certain way. Like a like a semi Probably semi not. a semi blackball. Yeah. Nah, probably not because it makes too much money. Hollywood's all about money. Yeah, but can't they like kind of strangle him a little bit and be like, ah, listen, man, 
you, you don't have a good rep right now. So like that 30 million is going to have to come down to 15. If you want to do this one, you got to make, men, mean, you got to make men in black four along with bad boys Four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They might make them do like some shitty movie first. Yeah. Men in like bad boys Four, probably mm. that makes some sense, but then he'll get like fucking, you know, like a Malcolm X reboot or some shit. You know what I mean? Like he'll get something that would work. work. You know, that would work. But that, I, I want to interject here because you brought up Robert Downey Jr. And I think it's an absolute fucking travesty that uh, Robert Downey Jr. hasn't won an Oscar and he should have won an Oscar for fucking Kirk Lazarus from fucking Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that can never I don't be care made what again. the fuck anyone says. <laughs> like, no, that, I, that I, performance I don't disagree. Fucking immaculate. I don't I do not agree with you in, in, in any respect. I mean. Did he win for Chaplin or was he just nominated for Chaplin? I don't know. Mm, uh, that sounds like a nom- so long ago. Sounds like a nomination. But um, but if I were Will Smith's, uh, you know, PR guy, I would just straight up tell him right now, you need to file divorce proceedings. You don't have to go through with it, but you got to file, and you got to get on the couch with Oprah or David Letterman, and you got to do an hour long fucking like how I'm feeling inside now fucking interview and not Tom Cruise it up. Yeah. And then he can, he can probably save his, his reputation. Cause I think this really does tarnish Will Smith's a lovable motherfucker until this weekend. Yeah. And until this past week, do something with Chris rock, which I'm sure rock would do. I'm sure, you know, I don't know if that, that's another thing too. <clears throat> this is talk about is, is that, or is this, or is that racist? I, like there was a lot of like, social media posts talking about like, Oh, you know, they're friends, you know, they're friends. I don't know that they're friends. I know that they're Hollywood celebrities. That don't mean that they're just because they're both African American means that they hang out and, and chill on the weekends that I don't know that yeah, they, they've known each other for a long time. There's a clip that he was even a uh, rock was even on like fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like I, like will got catfished and like rock comes out and is like, who's big Willie. <laughs> and then everybody everybody points at will but yeah, like yeah that's i remember that yeah so they've known each other for a long time are, are they friends like i don't i don't i don't know but i can see a super bowl commercial where maybe will keeps like smacking chris in the face because he's eating the wrong bag of potato chips and he's like mm. man what you doing he's like i'm just slapping the taste out of your mouth and he's like <laughs> try these <laughs> Better keep this hush hush, man. We would turn the recording <laughs> off so we can we can save some good ideas, bro. Yeah, dude. Good Doritos commercial. He keeps slapping the taste out of his mouth until he gets a fucking you know nice crisp delicious Doritos uh, tortilla chip. <laughs> How's Jada doing? Bam! <laughs> That's the end of it. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> What's so terrible about that? That's original. All right, Hollywood. Here we come. So maybe it's racist. Could yeah. have been. Uh, well, do I do I need to do, do I need to pitch it to myself? Why don't you pitch it to Fun Fact Friday? I'll do the plug and I'll pitch it to you. All right. Hey, it's our favorite time of week, Fun Fact Friday. That's right, my friends. It is time for five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday, brought to you by the Shin Splints. Recovery group. If you are a dumb fuck who doesn't know how to rest your legs after running a marathon and you need some like-minded assholes to tell you about the pain below your knee and above your ankle, head on over to the Shin Splints Recovery Group. You can find them on 
Facebook. All right, my friends, it's officially time for five fun facts this week being presented to you by none other than Foxman himself. It's fun. Wesley Fox. It's funny. I actually practiced that, but uh, that's okay. It's good, good, that, that, good that you do it. You're the pro. Did you I know? I did a good goddamn job. Did you know? Comedy legend John Candy was offered a percentage of the profits for the 1990 classic Home Alone. The movie was written and produced by John Hughes, who cast Candy in many of his movies, including Uncle Buck, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, National Lampoon's Vacations, and The Great Outdoors. Candy, who starred as Gus, the frontman for the Milwaukee-based polka band, the Kenosha Kickers, turned down the offer, instead taking a mere $414 as a favor to his friend Hughes. Home Alone grossed $476 million. Damn. <laughs> that's thing. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't know that because I saw that show on fucking Netflix. What's that? M- movies well, that made us? Yes. Yes, correct. Well, the news is the silver lining is that John Candy died too young to be able to enjoy that one. So, you know, no harm, no foul. Maybe he would have got bypass surgery. You don't know that. Yeah, like at, at when he passed, it really hadn't grossed that much, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. He really wouldn't have gotten much at that point. He'd be like, eh, well, this was a nice little little chunk of change. Uh, another fun fact about that movie is that John Hughes wasn't sure how it was going to do, and he felt that the thing that turned the tide for the producers was that he got, um, was it, oh, shit. Is it John Williams? Is that the, the, the composer? For like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, yeah, yes. he got he got he some that he asked him if he would do the score and he agreed and they were like fuck yeah this is a movie now. Then <laughs> that score is good for Home Alone. I'll give it that. It is. It is. It's John Williams, baby. Yeah, God, four hundred fourteen. John, four hundred fourteen dollars though. Is is it not insane that this year I will be as old as John Candy was when he died? Mm. We got to get you in like a cool runnings reboot. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, think? you could be Yul Brenner coaching people, coaching young Jamaicans to be better bobsledders. Yeah. Let's see what the stats are. What was John Candy? What was he? I wonder how tall he was. It, uh, they usually give you like the, the height and the weight. Uh, I feel like I'm off by a lot on both. <laughs> you know, he was Canadian. Did you know John Candy was Canadian? Well, okay. that long silence means moved on there, buddy. <laughs> Did you know? In 1969, 1965, after completing his undergraduate degree at UCLA's film school, The Doors lead singer and frontman Jim Morrison lived on a rooftop of a building for a brief period. During this time, Morrison wrote song lyrics for classics such as Moonlight Drive and Hello, I Love You. According to keyboardist Ray Manzarek, Morrison lived off of canned beans and LSD for several months. Wow, that's a hell of a combination. Solid. Mm. Those bowel movements are probably fucking fierce. (laughs) I think the only thing that changed after he moved off uh, the rooftop was that he ate more than canned beans. Yes. He continued with the LSD. That didn't stop. The same LSD intake. (laughs) Just, Uh, Wow. A variety of his diet. I mean, that feels right. 
Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but though. I mean, Rooftop, Canby, and LSD, and he wrote two classics. That's just a couple. They said there were more. Sure, I mean, but like he died at twenty-seven. So I mean, like, come on, like, that just sounds like something somebody in their early twenties would do anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be, uh, you know, the front man for the Doors to be inspired to write that type of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, you get it. I mean, I'd love to have me in like a nice little. If I was in my early twenties. I was single and I was like an artist and you told me I could live on a rooftop. All I need is baked beans and some LSD. That's all I fucking need. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. If I was in a limited supply of both, that'd be good. Yeah. Los like, Angeles. If it rains, always sunny. Yeah. If I started doing that now, that would be impressive. <laughs> I just think it's funny how, how uh, th- th- like his his keyboardist had to confirm it, like, oh, did you know? Uh, back after he got out of uh, the film school, mind the way, I didn't know he went to film school and a prestigious one as well, UCLA, and got an undergraduate degree. Like, oh man, he was, boy, Jim was really, Jim was living really rough, LSD and, and canned beans on a rooftop. <laughs> uh, this is a LSD and canned beans phase. Yeah, yeah well. Um, <laughs> Think back I, the I, feel like, I feel like if I was doing LSD every day on a rooftop, like a can of beans is probably about all I'd be able to manage cooking in the first place. <laughs> right. Just need an opener. And then when you did the LSD, you'd have trouble operating it. Like, oh, so I go uh, this way. I've been opening this for hours. <laughs> it doesn't seem to want to cooperate with me. Oh, did you know? And this one's brought to you by History Channel Unexplained Mysteries Break Off Calendar. And this is actually a memorandum uh, in tribute of uh, recent passing of Taylor Hawkins, the Foo Fighters uh, drummer. Uh, Near the end of World War II, with Allied forces closing in on Axis stronghold, fighter pilots began reporting sightings of strange, unknown aircraft over Axis airspace. These aircraft eventually became known as Foo Fighters. The most well-documented of these sightings came in 1994 when Lieutenant Fred Ringwald, no relation to Molly, uh, an observer in a night fight, noticed a series of eight to ten strange glowing lights over Rhine Valley, north of Strasbourg, Germany. Pilots, thinking the lights were previously unknown German aircraft weapons, uh, veered to avoid them, whereupon light simply vanished. Though initially ridiculed by fellow pilots, Ringwald and his companions that night were later, later vindicated as other Allied pilots reported the same phenomenon in the coming months. Despite the increased number of sightings, however, no true explanation was ever found for the mysterious lights. Some believe them to have been Axis aircraft uh, of unknown design, while others attributed the lights to St. Elmo's fire, a naturally occurring phenomenon. Hmm. Damn, that was a lot. Oh, yeah, that was. I I should have dialed that back a little bit. I should have highlighted a few (laughs) keynotes. I'm new to this, goddammit. I'm new to this. Yeah. Now, this is the difference between the uh, History Channel official uh, calendar and the OMG facts calendar. <laughs> these these things are just littered with people people going missing. It's like someone took a walk one day and they were gone. No one knows what happened. <laughs> no, I, I knew that about the Foo Fighters only because of the Foo Fighters. Um, yeah. Dave Grohl 
naming the band and then it explained why and it was because of this and he wanted it to be plural because when he started the Foo Fighters, it was just him. He recorded all the musical uh, instruments. He recorded the vocals himself. And then he found a band after people started saying like, man, we should really get this band on a label. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to call it the Foo Fighters. So they think it's more than me. And I'm going to name it because of this. But no, this goes back. There's a, there's a working theory that aliens started visiting us in that era because of how technologically advanced we became over that short period of time. Because if you go back to World War I, trench warfare, like it was just fucking, it was just an extension of ancient warfare. When we got to World War II and started working on splitting the atom, there's a theory that says that extraterrestrials, uh, higher intelligence were like, fuck, these dirty monkeys fucking figured out nuclear physics. We should probably go check in and make sure they don't fuck everything else up. What else do they know? And that's why you start hearing about aliens in that era and then the 50s and beyond because we fucking nuked the shit out of Japan. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's believable. Well, now we have people uh, patching and mending divorces via AI conversations. I mean, we've come a long way, brother. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why they that's why they left. They were like, nah, not a threat. (laughs) Give another couple hundred years. Actually, fucking computers. Yeah, like, I would choose to believe, like, the options that you gave, like, I would rather choose to believe that it's aliens or some shit than, I, it's highly unlikely it's the 1985 coming-of-age film St. Elmo's Fire. I highly doubt that. So, <laughs> I, it's gotta another, be aliens. Another John would... Hughes classic, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that makes perfect sense. Coming up, did you know the last two baseball season's upon us. I'm a big baseball fan. One nonfiction, one semi-nonfiction. But for, did you know, after winning the 1969 ALCS over the Twins, Orioles future Hall of Famer right fielder Frank Robinson said during the celebration, bring on the Mets and Ron Gasper. When he was told and corrected by his teammate Merv Rettenman, it's Rod Stupid, he retorted by saying, okay, bring on Rod Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny mm. that's good. <laughs> there's not much to rebut around that other than the fact that that robinson was a really really funny person and i don't <clears throat> if you look it up he used to host or, or not host but he used to run this thing called kangaroo court uh where he acted as the judge and he would put the mop handle over his head and and levy out fines to people for like base running errors not, you know, fielding errors and things like that. So that one, that one tickled me. I read that about a month ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that one in. Bring on Rod, stupid. <laughs> I, I, man, yeah, I know that. I only know the, the kangaroo thing because of your brother. Um, <laughs> dude, I remember when Cal Ripken hit the home run at his last All-Star game. Um, we were, we were, it was, we were in the living room. It was me, your dad, and your brother, and we were. No, I was there. I, I remember oh, you were there. 100%, okay. Yeah. I asked a qu- I asked a question. When was the last time that this happened? And as we were looking it up in the baseball almanac that you guys had at the ready, <laughs> it happened, and it was like, like holy shit, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> Aliens, bro. Aliens. Aliens. Come and <laughs> check us out. Last, did you know? In the 1994 classic, The Sandlot, 
stars a young Mike Vitar as Benjamin Benny the Jet Franklin Rodriguez. The movie concludes as Benny, who has reached the major leagues playing for the Dodgers, steals home and gives his childhood friend, Scotty Smalls, who's doing play-by-play, an emphatic and very corny thumbs up. Uh, the adult Benny, who has no lines, looks relatively similar to his younger self. At first, one might chalk this up to good Hollywood casting, but the fact is the adult Benny is played by Vitar's older biological brother, Pablo. Damn, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. You know, like, goddamn, these Hollywood people, they got it all. They cast, they, they were like, hey, we need a, you know, a young, tan, attractive man. Play, play Benny at, you know, 15 years older. Voila. Just turns out it's his older brother. Shows you that. I got a brother. Acting's really not that hard. Just (laughs) pretend. Steal home, slide head first, get dirty, look up, give a thumbs up to your buddy in the booth. (laughs) Plea deal? (laughs) (laughs) Brute cut. We didn't say fucking plea deal. Just give the thumbs up. (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> and that, my friends, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Damn no, 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 you're right. You're right. Wrap it up. You're right. That, my friends, beer. is Fun Fact Friday. Uh, before you go, uh, singer, and I don't know her name, I, well, I, they have, it's Poca and P O C H A. Her real name, uh, Vivienne de Quizerzos Pierriana. I think. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. So it's poke a hot, hot ass. If I, you I think so. uh, yeah, she is beautiful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, apparently she woke up at 5.30 a.m. a few weeks ago with severe stomach pains, ended up in the hospital. Um, it, so turns out that she refused to fart because she wasn't on, quote, farting terms with her boyfriend. Uh, the gaseous gal also reported... Uh, Reportedly headed, uh, heated advice from a TikTok thread that told her to ignore the stomach pains, which eventually resulted in her having to report to the doctor with an accumulation of trapped farts. Now, I'm going to show you guys this. I would pay to smell this young lady's farts. Uh, what young lady? She's 27. Damn. But I saw I saw other pictures of her, and but that one's yeah. That was better. So she goes to the ER. The doctor's like, okay, I, I doesn't even say what, uh, what what they gave her. I'm assuming some sort of laxative or something. She cuts loose. He says, yeah, listen, don't don't trap farts in front of your man. Okay, you got you got to be on farting terms. Your thoughts on this beautiful young lady? Just keeping it building, keeping it building, keeping it building. It's uh. It's a it's a tragedy, actually. You know, <laughs> she, should, she shouldn't have to go through something like that. Just let it out. You know, it's it's not that serious. Everybody, everybody farts. Everybody poops. Everybody pees. It's uh, you know, it's just part of nature. Don't do that to yourself, beautiful young Brazilian lady. That's just it's unnecessary. <laughs> How come the less attractive a woman is? the more likely she is to fart in front of her significant other. Like, okay, just go all the way down to trailer trash. You think they're holding their shit in? Fuck no. They're letting it fly left and right. That's probably why they fell in love in the first place. You should smell this, baby. Oh, 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 Greta just lets them loose right by the fire. 
she'll she'll actually raise a bonfire by three and a half feet every time she cuts one out. Oh, it just turns me off. The, the so hungry, the higher you get, the hungry man dinner with the brownie in the middle. That really well, she cuts him loose after that one. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Her brownie, her brownie, <laughs> ten times more delicious. <laughs> and then the hotter they get, the less likely are they are to shit. It's it, like Alan said. It's a tragedy. Like if you're that hot, like men are. We, we don't. One, we don't care. Do you care? No. No. Alan. No. I don't care either. Maybe. I think it's funny. I think it's funny because if if my wife farts and it stinks. Oh, it is a comedy routine for me for like the next 10 or 15 minutes. I will just razz her and I will just fucking like mock her. I will just, I'll roast her. I'll roast her for the fart. It's fun for me and it's releasing for you. And so for this beautiful, beautiful woman, you've got so much leeway with what you can get away with. Like you could murder a man in the street and the cops would be like, all right, listen, I get it, you know. Yeah. You're just having a little fun. You just wanted to put a gun in somebody's mouth. I understand. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just head on home. Sleep it off. You can fart in front of your man. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I had to think like when you talked about just being too too high. I don't know if this is like an it's insecure. It's what it is. Now I'm not gonna chalk this up to ugly duckling ugly duckling syndrome. Like, oh she you know, she 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 wasn't hot until she was in her early twenties and you know, it's there's still still some residual effects. I just think it has to do with proper and insecure. Like I'm a lady, I don't do that. <clears throat> you know, I I need to date a man for six or seven months before I do that. Listen, I legitimate there would be Men and not just Brazilian men, men from around the world that would pay good money and stand on blocks and blocks and blocks of city streets for you to fart in their face. All right. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying that not saying she should go that route. Uh, she's a very successful singer and entertainer, so she doesn't need to resort to farting in people's faces. But from the looks of it, of it, she could do she could go that route. So fart in front of your man. Wouldn't most women be more embarrassed to wear the outfit that you just showed her in than fart in yeah. public? Oh, God. Like, you need to wear this in public or fart right now. Oh, there you go. Done. Decision made. <laughs> it's <laughs> it'd be quick. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it just got to destigmatize farts, man. We, we, or at least for ladies, we farts are funny. If they're even funnier when they come from pretty girls. Mm -hmm. So because you're not supposed to quote unquote so yeah let it rip that's i'll i will laugh in public if a hot chick like this just lets one <laughs> lets one go yeah let it let it fly hilarious yeah it's actually somehow oddly it's more attractive if an attractive woman farts like if you go on like uh like tiktok or instagram or anywhere like that the 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 quote unquote tomboy the hot tomboy chick is the hottest chick because it's like she's doing stuff that you appreciate like you know physically or whatever and yet she looks that way and you're like oh my god I'm sold like because then I don't have to I don't have to like repress any of my bullshit if you're willing to put all your flaws out on the it's over that's yeah. it you're the perfect chick if you're that hot. And you shit in public. You're it's it's over. It's done. And what what bullshit TikToks is she following? That they're like, oh yeah, just hold that in. 
don't don't let that out. You gotta, you gotta. That's always that been out. a thing, though. It's, that's always been a stigma. Like, yeah. like chicks don't shit, chicks don't fart. I'm not on farting terms with my fucking significant other. Fuck you. Yeah, that's what's wrong with you. Crazy talk. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's lucky she doesn't get a day without one or five or twelve. Right? And I don't, I, I don't see how she looks that good that backed up. Like backed up, you got to go to the hospital, mm. yeah. and you still look like that. God, man, I eat like a fucking, I eat a plate of broccoli. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the ER doctor who saw her be like, oh, God, Mrs. Uh, and then, you know, calls her by her stage name. But um, what's the problem? Oh, doc- doctor, I, I'm so backed up. I, I, I haven't farted in four days. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, this ought to be a hoot. All right. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to take your pants off. I'm going to have to take a look down there. Um, come back tomorrow and every day for the next month. And I uh, just want to do a bunch of follow-ups. Make sure you're okay. I'm going to prescribe you a very uh, non-traditional method. It comes out of West Virginia. It's called Hungry Man Dinner with a brownie. Uh, could eat two of these. <laughs> with the brownie. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, shit. All right, Alan. Tell the kiddos and all the people from Canada that are John Candy fans where you can find us. Mostly the people from Canada. You can find us on the internet. Uh, <laughs> Good night. You can find us <laughs> That's it. Just check us out. Uh, you can find us, of course, on all your favorite streaming platforms for your ear holes. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, of course. And on all your favorite social media platforms, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at MDL Class Holes. We're just the middle class holes on Facebook. And of course, at middle class holes on TikTok. Check us out. And please don't ever forget to email us at our favorite platform, our favorite mode of communication, tickleourtummies at gmail.com. That's right, tickleourtummies at gmail.com. Nothing, Mur? I saw you're shaking your head. Mm. Damn. Alan, email us, you fucking heathens. Yeah, come on, you listeners. Alan, where did you uh, get a Savannah Bananas hat? Uh, I got a Savannah Bananas hat from the Savannah Bananas directly. They mailed it to me. <laughs> I, was, I got on there and I was like, I need one of those. <laughs> right, right goddamn now. Hold on, check it out. No, you brought it up like two weeks ago. And I... Nice. God damn it. I'm so mad that hats don't fit my head. Dude, they have this. all sizes. They have all sizes. Check it Maybe out look. and have a couple I'll variations, look. but this is definitely the coolest one. So you can't get this one. Uh, mm. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It comes in, it comes in a yellow box. It comes exactly the way you would imagine it uh, from the Savannah bananas. And if, or if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Savannah bananas. All right. They're yeah, TikTok's yeah. hottest, hottest minor league. What? Uh, <laughs> like coastal plains baseball league. <laughs> yeah. Are they the ones that were, were like their players announced themselves walking to the plate? Dude, all types of shit. Dude, like, it, it's it is a straight up show. From from first pitch to last pitch, and even before and after, it's gimmicked. It is pro wrestling meets fucking baseball. Yeah. It's great. We're trying to uh we were talking about getting tickets and trying to go like later in the year. Uh that's awesome. Yeah, the tickets are like, I don't know, like twenty bucks. Savannah's a fun town. Yeah, and it looks like a, a hoot. Yeah. So yeah, look I mean look at this guy. This fucking guy. It's such a it's such a great hit. 
I tell you, one angry the, banana. When you're right down, uh, right down, in front, like in front of the historical district, which uh, like beaches like right up against the Savannah River. Um, so you're right, you're right on the Georgia South Carolina border, pretty close to the ocean. Like every thirty minutes, these giant, just similar to the thing we were talking about earlier on the show, that's stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. Those things come come whizzing by you, not fast, but fast enough. You just an appreciation for just how big these fucking things are. So that's all I was going to say about that. Hey, folks, listen, uh, check us out next week and then every week after that. Uh, but, hey, I'm wearing the Maryland jersey because the Final Four is this weekend. Coach K's last game. They take on UNC. It's going to be a barn burner. Check it out uh, if any of you uh, enjoy that stuff. So, but other than that, I got nothing else to say. You guys, I don't care. Good night. Now. Nah. <laughs>